Hey everyone, how are you? I hope you are having an amazing day or evening, depending on when you're here. Today, we are going to be talking about how to deal with the slackers, the whiners, the complainers of the workplace. So stay with me. You are listening to the Career Talk Learn, Grow, Thrive podcast, where we talk about all things career related. And I really just tell you how it is and get right to the point. I'm your host, Stephanie Dennis. My background is in human resources, which is what I have my master's degree in. And my passion is really helping others, sharing my knowledge, having interesting conversations. So here we are. This is a good time to mention this podcast does contain adult language. Let's get into it here. So we've all worked with a slacker, a whiner, a complainer, a bitcher, like, right? So we all know like what it feels like to work with people who don't pull their weight. We've all had that coworker that does nothing but like whine, bitch, and complain. And really, how do you deal with those people? How do you stay focused and engaged? And it's not always easy, right? Now, recognizing the difference between a vent session that someone has to just get it out, you know, because we've all had that. Let's be totally honest, right? And then someone who is just a nonstop complainer is really important. So I don't want us labeling someone who's like, oh, Steph, I just need a vent. It's like, go for it. You know, and they get it out and you can just move on, right? Versus the person who over and over and over again is bringing up the same shit and it's like, dude, get over it. So let's start with tips on how to deal with the complainers and the whiners. Number one, don't feeble the fire, right? If you're trying to, let's use a camping example. If you're camping, you have a fire, you have some beverages, you're winding down, you're ready to go to bed. You're not throwing more wood in the fire pit, right? You're raking the coals, you're maybe putting some water on it, you're putting the fire out, you're not fueling it. And to that end, we're also not trying to add validation to the person's invalid complaints, right? So let's say someone is complaining about something that in their mind is bad, but reality is is not really bad. right? We've all been there. Don't validate it. Like, yeah, you're right. Or whatever. You can just, I hear you, right? Like that's one thing. But to say you're right. And then like kind of feel that fire is going to do no good. Number two, end the conversation to get back to whatever it is you were doing beforehand. If someone's going on and on and on, you have the right to say, oh my gosh, I'm so sorry. I don't mean to interrupt. I know you're going through it. I'm sorry that's happening to you. I really have to run to this meeting or I have to get back to this. I'm on a short deadline. Excuse yourself from the conversation. Number three, redirect the conversation. So let's say you're in a meeting and somehow you get on a tangent and it turns into kind of a bitch session. Definitely bring it back to whatever the topic is. Say, oh my gosh, we only have 20 minutes left or whatever. I really needed to know this or we really needed to talk about whatever, right? Number four, is there a root cause that you could solve for? So what do I mean by that? Is there something that is causing the problem that this person is complaining about that you could fix? And more often than not, the answer is yes, you just have to get creative, but be thinking about those kinds of things. Sometimes when people are having, you know, a really hard time at work. Number five is sometimes we just need to have what sometimes is referred to as a come to Jesus moment, right? Like 
Hey, you seem to be really unhappy in your position. Is this the type of work you really want to be doing? There are definitely roles that people are in that aren't a good fit for them, and it's okay to help someone realize that. However, which way you feel appropriate, be respectful, be courteous, don't be like, well, then you should just fucking quit because that's rude, (laughs) right? (laughs) But if someone is continuously having issues, you can be confident in saying, hey, I feel like you've been unhappy for a while. You know, we've talked about these different solutions. It doesn't really seem to be helping. Like, have you ever asked yourself if this is the type of work you want to be doing and if you're really happy? And if you come at it in a genuine way, way, the person may be like, yeah, but our boss sucks. You know, that's a thing. Like 92, I think is the the stat these days. Percent of people leave their job because of their direct manager or leader, or they could just be in a role that makes them unhappy and no one's really asked that question before. So you could be helping them from that perspective. Number six, ask the whiner what their solutions would be, right? So if someone is, you know, whining, bitching, complaining, whatever about something, be like, what do you think we should do about that? Or how would you fix that problem? Number seven, if you can, try and spin it into a positive. Number eight, you can call them out on their shit, right? So if someone is just like constantly complaining, like, I feel like you've been complaining about that for a while. Like, what's up? You know, just call them out. Number nine, you can try and convince them of the opportunity that they have. So if you know this is the type of work that they really want to be doing, you can try and help them understand what great opportunity they have. Number 10, you can set expectations. Meaning if you need to put boundaries around what you and this person are talking about or set the expectation that you're not interested in listening to whatever they're talking about, feel free to tell them that. Number 11, see if they have voiced that concern back to the leader. Whoever, you know, their leader is, maybe you both share a boss, maybe you don't, but either way, they should be bringing those concerns to the leader unless you are the leader and that would be your cue to take action if possible. (laughs) Uh, If not, and you can't change it, then you need to tell them that and essentially have the get on board or maybe we find you a different role type of conversation, right? Number 12, let them know that you hear them, right? So again, we're not trying to feel the fire, but you can say, hey, I hear you. I understand that might be difficult. I'm sorry you're going through this right now, whatever that might be. Um, But letting them know that they're heard could be enough to stop the conversation. Number 13, can you find a common ground with some non-work topics? So maybe they're going on and on and on about work and maybe you both go hiking or whatever, you know, try and bring up some common ground that isn't work-related. Number 14, if it's impacting you, be honest about it. If someone is constantly complaining and that's bringing you down, if you are working closely with that person be, hey, I really don't know how to tell you this, but I have to be honest, when we talk about this, it really gets me bummed out and it's hard for me to stay motivated. Would you mind if we tried to keep it more positive? Number 15, adding positive or uplifting people to your day. So if the people that we work with are bringing us down a negative, you have to balance that out with positive people. And maybe that is people you know in person. Maybe that is just a really positive, maybe podcast that you listen to. Maybe Maybe it's a meditation. I don't know what that is for you, but try and balance out that negativity. Number 16, you could just avoid the person. Or you could try, maybe. I don't know your situation, but oftentimes avoidance is an option and maybe they're just going through something at home that you don't know about and so everything at work just feels like crazy or feels like chaos to them. So maybe you just avoid them and and they snap out of it. Number 17, 
ask if they are looking for your input or advice or guidance. So sometimes people just want to bitch and they don't want to hear solutions. So you can ask them if they do. And if they do, offer them, right? All right, let's pivot to how to deal with these slackers. So the slackers are a different beast all in themselves, right? So it's a little bit different to deal with someone who is slacking on the job versus someone who is kind of bitching about the job. So my tips here, number one, communicate with that person. If you're able to, maybe you ask them, how is their progress? going. Maybe you let them know a particular deadline that you need from them. Number two, setting very clear expectations. You know, maybe you're working on a group project and it's like, okay, great. Staff's going to do this. Person A is going to do this. Person B is going to do this. And we're all going to do this in the next two business days or whatever that might be. Number three is setting regular check-ins. Maybe you have a reoccurring meeting that you set up every, every week or every couple days so you can check in and get a status update. Maybe it is at the end of the day, everybody is emailing the team with their progress, whatever that is for you, however that works the best. Number four, offer to help out. So if they have roadblocks that they just can't push through or if they have questions that they need help with, it is possible that someone who's just stuck could be perceived as a slacker, right? So offer to help with whatever those questions or roadblocks might be. Number five, share how their work impacts you. So letting them know like, hey, when you don't get this done, here's the downstream effects of that for myself or for the whole team, right? Because it could impact an entire team, not just you. Number six, letting them know that their lack of work is not your responsibility. So making it clear, right? Because you're not doing your part, I'm also not doing your part. So just making it clear if it's a group project or whatever the case may be and they don't do their part, it's not going to get done and that's not going to be on you. Number seven, you don't have to cover their ass all the time, right? (laughs) There are definitely times when we are kind of helping out our colleague if they're going through something or they're having a hard time or whatever the case may be, right? And so you jump in and help out. It's a whole different ballgame when someone is just a slacker and they consistently don't get their shit done. And it is not your responsibility to cover their ass. And in my opinion, it is actually quite the opposite. If I'm constantly covering up for someone who's not doing their job, I feel like I'm doing my team, my leader, and my company a disservice because why would we want to keep someone on payroll? who is not doing what they're being paid to do. We all want free money. However, I also don't want to be part of a team that has a bunch of people who aren't doing what they're doing. I'd rather be part of a really high-performing team that gets shit done and gets results, right? Number eight, be honest and be blunt if you have to. Number nine, have a candid conversation with leadership. Now, there are definitely times where it's appropriate to approach this person and try and figure it out between the two of you. If you've done that and you're successful or if you're not quite sure how to approach that person, that could be an opportunity where you go to your manager and say, hey, can you help me with this? Here's what I'm struggling with. Are they going through something I don't know about? Not that I need to know what they're going through, but if they're going through something that could give these results, you know, that makes sense to me. If not, can you help me figure out how we go about this together, right? Number 10, focus and prioritize your own time, right? So stay focused, stay the course, stay in your lane, prioritize what you need to get done. Number 11, don't let it get you down, right? So stay positive, stay motivated, stay engaged. Number 12, use them as what I like to refer to as a don't listen. So here's what we're not going to do, right? (laughs) Um, I feel like I learned that from my mom, maybe both my parents, but there were definitely times where my mom's like, this is a don't listen, don't do this. And she would like do something that me and my brother were not supposed to be doing. (laughs) 
<laughs> and it was what we referred to as don't lessons. <laughs> Number 13, this is not an opportunity for you to pick up bad habits. I want to be really clear, kind of piggybacking off the don't lesson. This is not where you look at that person and say, oh, awesome. They can still get paid and get away with not doing their shit. So here's the thing is that's not going to last forever. And if it is impacting you and you are being honest with your leadership about it, that person is probably on their way out the door, whether they know it or not, whether you know it or not. Number 14, don't become a complainer about your slacker, <laughs> right? A little bit full circle in this episode. So you don't want to be the person who whines, bitches, and complains about the slacker on your team. Number 15, limit your yeses to work that doesn't involve this person, right? So if you are being asked to do several different projects, of course, you're not going to be able to do everything all at once. You're a human. You can easily say, if it, the choice is up to me, I'd rather focus on project A, B, and C. And you don't have to say because it doesn't involve that other person, right? You can just say, you know, these are what I would like to work on. And when, where and when possible, say no to the stuff that involves that particular person. Number 16, ask yourself, does this impact me? Like, for real? right? Really? <laughs> Sometimes there are people on the team who don't do their shit and it doesn't impact me at all. You know, like recruiting is a great example of that. I'm assigned my particular teams that I'm supporting. I'm filling their jobs. And if someone else who is assigned a completely different team doesn't do their job and at no point does my manager give me their recs to fill because they didn't do it, doesn't impact me. Now, if I am given their recs because they can't fill them and we keep that person, that impacts me. That's a different conversation. But asking yourself, does this impact me really? Number 17, and I kind of alluded to this, but asking the person or yourself, is that person okay? You know, could they be going through some shit? And we've all gone through it, right, in life. So maybe just asking yourself, are they okay? Maybe asking them, are they okay? You know, do they need help with anything? And not so much like from a work perspective, like approaching them as a human. Number 18, make sure that their work does not become your work. And I know that's not always up to us, but where possible, make sure that doesn't happen. Number 19, this could be a really great opportunity for you to shine. I know that sucks to hear, but I'm just saying... <laughs> Could be an opportunity for you to outshine that person, position yourself to maybe take on more responsibility, not their job duties, but more uh, maybe possibly leadership opportunities or whatever that case may be. All right, everyone, that is what I have for you today. I hope you found this information helpful and valuable. If you have questions that you want answered, please go to the Google link in the show notes, enter them there. I would love to answer them for you. As always, thank you, thank you, thank you for taking the time to be here, listen to the episode. Episode, support the podcast. I really appreciate it. You can find more information in the show notes over at Steph Dennis 13. And if you want to learn how we can work together, head over to listen to careertalk.com for more information. If you want to support the show financially, you can do so via the PayPal link in the show notes or directly on the Anchor app if you're using that. Also on that same Anchor app, you can leave me a voice message. So that's pretty cool. And if you have a quick minute, please leave a rating and or review for the podcast. It really does help. You can find me over on the socials over at, at stephdennis13. We are written, produced, hosted, and edited by yours truly. You are so awesome, so amazing. I hope you have a wonderful, fabulous rest of your day.